0: to come follow me weekly. My name is Heather. Thanks for being here with me this week. This week's lesson covers Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 19. And I wanted to start out reading some scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Starting in verse 4, he says, Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. As I read through this week's scriptures in the lesson, and I considered the last part of the Savior's life where he was mocked and tried and crucified. And then I read these scriptures in Corinthians. I think I've understood this week more than I ever have before when they say that charity is the pure love of Christ, what that actually means. Because if you look at all of these attributes that Paul talks about as attributes of charity, and then you read about the last part of the Savior's life, really all of his life, but especially this last part, he exemplified all of these attributes, And I think if a goal in our life is to become more like the Savior, one thing maybe we could do is take all of these scriptures with all these attributes, maybe pick one of them and work on it. Maybe try to work on one a week or one a day or, I don't know, I thought that would be a great way to try to develop these attributes more in our lives is maybe to pick one of these and try to work on it. Obviously, we're not going to master all of these in our lifetime, I don't think, but I think just reading these attributes, focusing on them, maybe think about the savior and how he personified these would help us to develop these more in our life and become more like the savior that way. That was just something interesting that I thought maybe I could start to try. Charity suffereth long. Jesus endured to the very end and he endured well. I can't believe with all that he could do what he didn't do in the face of so much opposition. That just would have been so hard not to use his power against them. And he did not do that. He suffereth long. He is kind. In his worst hour of suffering, he was kind to those who were next to him. He was kind to his mother. He was kind to people who were unkind to him. He's a perfect example of kindness. He never envied. He didn't put himself above anyone, even though the reality of who he was was seeketh not her own. He always put his father first. He wasn't about himself and what he was doing. He was not easily provoked, that's for sure. (laughs) Through all the things he went through, all of the mocking, all of the people hitting him and doing things to him, he didn't do anything. Thinketh no evil, obviously. He didn't do that either. He always rejoiced in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. The perfect example is our Saviour. A couple other kind of random thoughts I had while reading through the lesson this week. I thought about Judas. You know, that's a pretty tragic story. And it made me think about the fact that we all have agency. We can all make our own choices in whichever way we want to, but we don't get to pick the consequences of our choices. And sometimes we do things not realizing the consequences that can be pretty severe and long lasting. Sometimes those consequences don't show up until much later. And there are things maybe we didn't think about when we first made our choices. I think it's really important to think about what we're doing and the consequences of our choices in our lives. Another thing that really stood out to me was when Jesus was with Pontius Pilate, and Pilate was asking the people who he should release, whether it should be Jesus or Barabbas that was with him, because he had to release one of them. And the people wanted Him to release Barabbas and to crucify Jesus. And Pilate asked the people, Well, what has this man done? And they had no answer. They just said, Crucify him. There's nowhere recorded that they had any answer to that, just to crucify him. And that made me think about people today who oppose the church or fight against the church. And here's what I do in my own life, and maybe this will help somebody. I have to remember that there's the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then there's the church. And we have to remember that the church is led by our Savior. It's run by people. People are not perfect. Sometimes people have problems with things in the church or people in the church or in the early church or things that happened. For me, I remember to myself that I know that I have a Heavenly Father who loves me and knows who I am. I have a Savior who loves me and who died for me. And I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. And at the end of the day, those are the things that matter. My salvation is up to me. And so that's how I'm able to ignore things that happen when maybe I get offended at church or something happens that maybe I wonder about. I have to just push those things away and remember what I know. I know I have a Heavenly Father, a Savior, and the gift of the Holy Ghost in my life. And sometimes as people... We can be really dumb. <laughs> we do dumb things and we say dumb things and we offend people and we get offended. We can feel judged and be judgmental. But none of that changes the fact that we do have a Heavenly Father and we do have a Savior and they love us and they're rooting for us and that the gospel is true. It is. No matter what kinds of crazy things can happen during our life, the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. And living the gospel, especially in this world that we live in, is not easy. But if we can just hang on to the things that we know and just keep going and try to block out all the rest and ignore it, I think that will give us the best chance of success throughout our life. The lesson goes on to talk about how the Savior is our example of forgiveness. In Luke 23, 34, as Jesus was suffering on the cross, It says, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It references a talk by President Irene. And he says, We must forgive and bear no malice toward those who offend us. The Savior set the example from the cross. We do not know the hearts of those who offend us. Now, forgiving and bearing no malice to those who offend us is way easier said than done. But I did really love that statement. We do not know the hearts of those who offend us. What would happen if when we do get offended, which we will, if we thought about that statement, that we do not know the hearts of those that offend us? Maybe think about that, that maybe we don't know where those people are coming from. I think that is a really good way to help kind of ease that a little bit, maybe to turn it around in our minds and in our hearts, and to kind of push Satan away a little bit and not be so offended and let those things go on for so long. If we can try to think of the other person and remember that we maybe don't know everything that's going on in their lives or that's gone on in their lives to make them do the things that they do. Another question from the lesson that I just really keep coming back to and thinking about is in the end of the lesson where it says, why did Pilate deliver Jesus to be crucified even though he knew Jesus was innocent? As I was reading through these accounts, I got the impression that Pilate wasn't necessarily afraid of the people. I think he enjoyed popularity. He wanted to be one of the cool people. That was kind of the impression that I got from him. And I think trying to be one of the cool people is a really spiritually dangerous attitude to have and one that is easy to have in the world that we live in. But I think the more that we try to stick with our gospel standards and try to do the things we know are right the farther away we get from being one of the cool people. We set ourselves apart a little bit. We're a little bit different. And I think maybe in our lives, instead of trying to go with what's popular, maybe try to be one of the good people or one of the kind people. Because in the end, following the promptings that we feel and sticking with what we know is right is going to bring us the most peace and happiness in our lives. At the very, very beginning of the lesson in the italics at the top of the page, it says, seek to feel the Savior's love for you as you study about his sacrifice and death. And to be honest, when I started studying this this week, I wasn't very into it. I thought, oh, I have to do this again. Maybe I can just skip my podcast this week. I'm going out of town. I have things to do, but I made myself do it. I opened it up. I read the accounts and I have to say that the more I did and the more I thought about it, the more I felt the spirit of what the Savior was trying to do personally for me. And I just really appreciate those feelings that I've had. And I appreciate my Savior and the things that he did for me personally. And he did these for everyone. And studying about his life and what he went through helps us to feel closer to him and to maybe understand him and his role in our lives a little bit better every day. those are the thoughts I've had for this week. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope everyone is having a good summer and has a wonderful week.